Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. If you are like me, it is disheartening to listen to the news and see the horrific things that are happening in our country, in our state, in our city, and in some of our homes. There's murders and neglect and abuse, and trafficking, and violence. God said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, he will hear from heaven, and he will heal our land. God has the solution to our sin problem. Stay tuned after today's broadcast, and we're going to invite you to come out and join us for a week of fasting and prayer for our children, our community, our city, our country, our culture, and our churches. Come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. If you feel like you just are in a rut or you feel like God's not going to use you, start telling people about Jesus. Here's what the Bible tells us in 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9. For the eyes of the Lord search back and forth across the whole earth looking for people whose hearts are perfect towards him so that he can show his great power in helping them. You know what that says? The eyes of the Lord is going back and forth. It's like God's getting up every day. He says, okay, who's in? Who's in today? Oh, they, they ain't, they're not listening to me. They got their mind on something else. They got their mind on going to church, but they ain't got their mind on going to share. They got their mind on singing, but it's not sharing. They got their mind on all other kind of things, but not sharing. I need somebody who I can work through today. God is going to and fro in the earth, looking for somebody who's saying, Lord, if you would use me today, I'm available. God's looking for you. Then he says, I could show myself strong. I could show myself powerful on their behalf. That's what God does, and he does it every day. And just think about all the number of believers that he's got to walk by because they ain't paying attention and they're not interested. All the church folks that he's got to walk by because they are not interested. Oh, we, so we say we're interested in concept, but in our practice, we're not interested. So if we were interested, there will be more people coming to Christ. That's the bottom line. If everybody in here right now would share their f- testimony with one person a week, we'd have more than 100 people d- coming to Christ this year. You don't have to have the whole church, just the ones that's in here doing it. Having it in the forefront of our priorities. I want to share what God is doing in my life to somebody. God is searching for someone who will just say, use me, Lord. That's all he wants, wants you to say, use me, Lord. Now, the question is, would you be that person? Yes. I was thinking about this a little bit earlier, and I'm not going to ask. This is rhetorical, so you don't have to answer. How many of us have even considered a goal of the number of people that we want to share our faith with? You know, I want to share my faith with one person a month. That'll be 12 this year. For most of us, that's 12 more than last year. One a week? That's 52. If we don't have a goal, if we don't even consider it, we won't even approach that pathway and do nothing because our goal is zero because we've set nothing and we, we meet that target. 
Lord, I'd like to share, I'd like you to open up a way for me at least for one person a week for, for me just to speak into their lives, for, for me just to share a word of encouragement, just to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Just one person a week, Lord, just one. Lord, can we do just one? When you share your faith, it could be and most likely will be exciting and fun. Psalms chapter 126 verse 6 says, Those who wept as they went out carrying the seed will come back singing for joy as they bring in the harvest. Did you see that? Those that wept as they went out carrying the seed will come back singing for joy as they bring in the harvest. God knows you got issues, but you've had those issues whether you reach another folk or not. So he says, even with your issues, you may be weeping over, you go out and reach somebody and bring in the harvest, you're going to have some joy. Let me just tell you how that works. God said, I'm going to give you some joy when you go out and begin to do the work of the Lord and bring it in the harvest, even in the middle of your issues. I believe the person that gets healed quickest is the one that's doing the most work in the harvest field. Because God said, I got to keep them up and going. I got to keep you up and going because uh, you ain't got time to be sick. So just get on up, be healed and keep going. But if you're sitting down watching television and reading the magazines and you just got all kind of sickness and say, Lord, heal me. He might say, for what? I need to bring you on home. So Jesus told us, look at what Jesus said. He said, there is joy in heaven over every sinner that comes to repentance. Have y'all seen that in the scripture? He says, every sinner that comes to repentance, there's joy in heaven. What else has he said in scripture that there was joy in heaven about? Nothing. He says, every sinner that's repentant. So he says that. So if there's joy in heaven, when someone gets saved, we ought to be joyful and having a role in their salvation. The angels are rejoicing. We should be joyful and happy to tell others about our relationship with God and explain how they can have a relationship too. Think about it. What is the purpose of our church? You know what the purpose is? To reach others for Christ. I said to a group, if we're not reaching people for the Lord Jesus Christ, if reaching the unbelievers and sinners was our business, we'd be out of business. 95% of our new members come from other churches. Now, if our purpose was to reach folks that go to other churches when they're in transition, they're trying to reestablish, they're trying to get somewhere else they can be fed, they're trying to get somewhere else they can get their needs met, they just didn't like where they were going, and they, you know, they just didn't like the pastor no more, they didn't like this, they didn't like that, they're just trying to find somewhere else, we'd be hitting our purpose. But for reaching unbelievers and sinners and the ungodly and the unchurched, we're missing our target. And if that was our business, we'd have to put up a sign that says, out of business. And we need to change that. The way the world is going, with all the stuff that's going, it is no time to play like you in church. The business of the church is redemption and reaching the lost. And if we're not doing that, I ain't having fun. I want to see a lot of baby believers and, and, and new believers, people that don't know how to act when they come to church. Yeah. 
they're not going to get on my nerve. I tell you the one that get on your nerve that comes in and start telling you how you need to run things. New believers can't tell you that. They don't know. See, the happiest believers are the evangelistic ones. And the unhappiest believers are the sour saints. You find somebody that's reaching other people for Christ. They are bouncing off the wall. See, the sour saints are so busy about arguing what the Bible says that they're going to miss out on opportunities to reach others. This is what an old country preacher said. He said, if we're too busy using our sickles on each other, we will miss the harvest. And that's what we're doing in church with our sickle that's, that's supposed to be out there in the harvest field, gathering the harvest. We're using our sickle on each other. No, I don't believe that like that. I don't believe that. There's a joy that we are missing out on if we're not sharing our faith. Now, God can reach people without us, but instead he's chosen to work through us. In fact, he seems to go out of his way to find the most unlikely candidates to accomplish his divine purpose. He goes out of his way to find unlikely people. And sometimes I've seen a move of God through people, and I remember... When I was in college back years ago, they had this movement called the Jesus Movement. And some of y'all don't know that. They were mostly in California, but these were hippies that would be in the airport and everywhere else. They're just telling people about Jesus. And I was one of the church folks at the Sanctified Church. They can't be saved looking like that. That can't be God. Look at them. They got beards and long hair and, and raggedy clothes and everything. But the Jesus Movement people reached a lot of people for Christ. They didn't know better. They were unchurched folks reaching unchurched folks. And God will use you. Don't think God's not going to use me. He used Moses. Moses said, I have a speech impediment. God said, I'm going to use you. Jeremiah said, I'm too young. I'm too young to go talk to those people. God says, I'm going to use you. I called you before you was in your mother's womb. Noah got drunk. Abraham was old. Jacob was a liar, and David had an affair, but God used them all. Peter denied Christ. The disciples couldn't stay up for prayer. So I asked God to use y'all like he used the disciples. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Jesus called a prayer meeting and nobody showed up. He went over there, they were asleep, but he used them. Lazarus was dead. He used Lazarus. He was in the grave. Jesus said, Lazarus, come out of there. He used him as a testimony so God can get glory. So if he used all those, especially a dead Lazarus, now what's your excuse? You might say, I'm not qualified. You might say, I'm not gifted. I'm not talented. But you are just the kind of person that God is looking for. He likes to use people who are not self-confident. You know why? Because you have to depend on him. When God does something, God wants the glory out of it. So your your lack of self-confidence is just right with God. God says, okay, good, I can use that. You just go. He told Moses, as a matter of fact, you just go and speak. I'll tell you what to say. You ain't got to worry about what to say. I'll tell you. Here's what, here's what Paul said about us in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. He says, but this precious treasure 
This light and power that now shines within us is held in a perishable container. He called it an earthen vessel. That is, in our weak bodies, everyone can see that the glorious power within must be from God. It's not our own. He said, this is in an earthen vessel. All of this power, all this light is in a vessel that's decaying. So it's not our power, it's God's power that's going to do the work. Do you have the power of God on the inside of you? If you do, you're gonna, his power is going to do the work, not yours. So you may not feel qualified, but God is not looking for ability as much as he's looking for availability. The question is, are you available? In fact, God does not call the qualify. God qualifies the call. You just respond to him. He'll qualify you. God has not blessed you with all these messages that you've heard. Now, some of you, and somebody been saved over 20 years in here? Anybody been saved over 15 years? 10 years? You probably heard a thousand messages. But God didn't bless you with all those messages that you've heard in the church or on television or on the radio so you can hoard it all to yourself. You, you've seen the pictures of, uh, on, on the television of the hoarders and they got stuff, every time they see something, they just bring it in the house and they don't do nothing with it, just stack it. After a while, it's so, uh, it's so prevalent in their houses, it restricts their movement. They can't get around, they can't do anything. And after a while, they become dangerous and unsanitary because they got so much stuff. And that's the way some believers are. You done heard all these messages and you just stack them, stack one on top of the other, stack one on top of the other, till after a while, you can't move, you can't do nothing. I, I, I got the word of God in me. I got the word of God. I'm a mighty man of God. I'm anointed and I, I just, I'm just sitting here. I'm the guardian of the word. Yeah, I got the word of God and uh, let me go over there and see what they're saying and see if they're rightly dividing the word. So that's what happened. If you don't put out what you got coming in, you're going to get stagnant. You're going to get stagnant and after a while you're going to get uh, distracted. You're going to get discouraged because you're not doing what God called you to do. So don't be like a hoarder who have your house and garages and everywhere you look full of stuff. Sometimes Christians can be that way, but God has given it to us so we can give it to somebody else. I want you to remember this, and all I want to do tonight is for you to consider that God has called you and God wants to use you. He's, he's got an assignment with your name on it, and that assignment is to share with somebody what God has done in your life so that they too can enjoy the abundant life that God has for us. God bless you so that you can be a blessing. God blessed you so that you can be a blessing. God knows you got stuff going on, but you got to pick up whatever you got and bring it along with you. And God will use that to minister to somebody else and to bless somebody else. The joy of the Lord will be your strength. I want to pray and let this be a day of demarcation in your own life. And I want you to take a moment and consider before you do anything else, go back to that question I asked. How many people would you like to share your faith with this year? Whether it's by month or by week, 
you don't have to just do something and grab a number. I want to do 50 people. No, just do something. You think it's, it's, it's reasonable for where you are. If it's one, then say one. Before the end of the year, Lord, I want one person to come to you because of me. Oh, Lord, I got six more months. I'd like that to be six people. You think about it. Just take a moment. Say, Lord, I do want to be used as they play this music. Lord, I do want to be used by you. You have your spirit in me. You know where I am. I never want to be too busy that I can't take a moment when you prompt me to speak into somebody's life. God will use your availability. God will do the work. He's just looking for somebody. Just tell them what God has done for you. You know, God really changed my life. I was going down a path that I couldn't see my way. I was frustrated. I was angry. I, was, I had a habit. I had a situation, but I gave my life to God. He turned me around. And God will do the same for you if you're in that place. He'll give you the ability to do what he has commanded you to do. And after you have determined in your mind and in your heart what you want to do, come forward tonight. And we're just going to pray and let, ask the Lord to seal whatever we decided in our heart that we're going to do. So if you decided from this night forward, I'm going to have a determination in my mind and in my heart, whatever it is, I got something in my heart. Lord, I want to do that. I want to do that. That's what we're here for. We just got to get to the business of the business. We just got to get to the business of the business and not just be busy and have activities and doing things and stuff and, and not considering that God wants us to reach somebody who don't know him. Somebody's have hurts and habits and hang-ups. Somebody's bound. Somebody's lost. Somebody don't even know the way. And we're living almost in an unchurched culture. And the enemy is beginning to function in the people's lives. They have a boldness. Everybody's got boldness. People who don't know God, they have a boldness. The atheists got boldness. The ungodly have boldness. People want to march in the street with their boldness. Everybody but the believers. The believers are shrinking back. Everybody else is coming up. God need to change that in our lives. I'm not afraid. God knew the time we were going to live in and he put us here because we can handle it. Let me say that one more time. He knew the time we were going to live in and he put us here, not 100 years ago, not 500 years ago. He put us here because we can handle it. That's what we're doing here now. This is our day. This is our time. Father, we thank you right now. Help us, almighty God, to remove every excuse that keep us from being obedient to you. Our fear, our nervousness, our apprehension, thinking somebody's not going to listen. God, you have somebody you're trying to reach and you need a vessel to work through. We are making ourselves available tonight to be that vessel that you will work through. Father, as these your people have determined in their heart the number of people they want to share their faith with, remind us and help us and arrange for us the opportunity to share and to be effective, God, 
by your divine power. We thank you for your word that says you are able to do more than we can ask or think or imagine according to your power that is at work within us. Thank you for your power working within us right now, Lord. We thank you right now. We've taken a step of faith. We're walking in faith, believing, God, that as we come to you and make ourselves available, you will use us. You will touch somebody's life. You will save somebody. You will deliver somebody. You will set somebody free. You will bring people into the kingdom. Father, we thank you now. We thank you for this church being a church that will evangelize our mission field. We thank you for being a church that will evangelize our mission field. Lord, forgive us for focusing on other things. Forgive us, Lord, for being disobedient. Forgive us, oh Lord, for being distracted. Forgive us for having other priorities. Forgive us, almighty God, as we turn our hearts toward you, to those children that need to hear from you, those adults, those that are lost, those that are gone astray. Right now, Father, we thank you for the privilege. Thank you for using us. Thank you for using my sister. Thank you for using my brother. Thank you for using this congregation. Thank you for using every person in here. We are alive in the spirit of God. We have the light within us. You have raised us up. We are the light of the world. A city on a hill that cannot be hid. We are letting our light so shine that men may see your good work and glorify you. We thank you for it now. We praise you for it now. In the name of Jesus. Now, Father, every person that's dealing with something that they're having in their life, every sickness, every illness, every struggle, every burden, every pressure, Father, we declare right now as we begin to go and do your work, you will begin to bring healing. You'll begin to bring deliverance. You'll begin to bring provisions. You'll begin to meet our needs. Father, you already told us if we seek first your kingdom and your righteousness, all these things will be added. Father, add healing to those who need healing. God, add strength to those who need strength. Add wisdom to those who need wisdom. Add provisions to those who need provisions. We thank you for it now. We receive it now in the name of Jesus. Come on, give the Lord some thanks tonight. Come on, let's give him some praise right now. Father, we're going to turn things around. We are turning things around in this congregation. We pray that as you bring in people from the, the culture, bring in people from the streets, bring in the unsaved, bring in the unchurched, bring in those that are lost, bring in those that have lost their way. Help us to receive them. Help us to receive them. Help us to grow them up and send them out again. We thank you for it now. Father, help us to go tell someone. Come on, say tell someone. Come on, encourage somebody next to you. Say, we're going to tell someone. Just take a minute. Encourage somebody. Fellowship with them. Thank you for the spirit of God. Thank you for the power of God. I'm going to tell someone. We're going to tell someone. We're going to tell someone. We're going to tell them. This is Jerry G. Martin. I want you to know that no matter what's going on in your life, no matter how many situations and trials you're going through, God has the answer to your problem. God has a solution to the sin problem, and that's salvation through Jesus Christ. We can get discouraged by the things that we see on the news or in a culture, the violence, the anger, the dissent, the division among people. There is a solution to this problem. If the believers are the light of the world, 
Why is it so dark out there? God wants his people to be revived and to let his light shine so that those who are in darkness can come to him. This week, beginning Monday, November the 1st, we're in five nights of prayer and fasting. You can join right along with us. God put the burden on the shoulders of his people. He said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways and seek my face, I will hear it and I will heal your land. We will be meeting at 7 o'clock p.m. in person at our worship center at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you feel the urgency to come and join with other believers and pray, come on out and be with us. We will lift our voice to the Lord and ask him to revive us, to renew us, and to heal our land. We have family members that need the saving and delivering power of Jesus Christ. We have issues in our lives that only the miracle hand of God can take care of. For more information, call us at 281-964-1393. Bring your request, be our guest, and join us as we pray. 7 o'clock p.m., 16161 Old Humble Road. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.